0: Welcome to the Pure Infrastructure podcast. It's a podcast um, uh, hosted by Pure Infrastructure and sponsored by VMware. The Pure Infrastructure podcast offers a platform for CIOs in the East Africa region to speak about their digital transformation journeys. Uh, Pure Infrastructure is a managed services provider that helps companies with their computing workloads. VMware is a virtualization and cloud uh, computing software provider based out of Palo Alto, California. It's founded in 1998 and is a subsidiary of Dell Technologies. It's one of the largest software firms in the world, and they pioneered um, virtualization technology that powers, um, underpins um, cloud computing. So, SafariCom is a leading first-class product and telecommunications services firm, um, and it is in all the spaces, it's in payments, technology service, financial services um, bandwidth, it's basically the largest private firm in East Africa and one of the most profitable, if not the most profitable. Um, and today we are interviewing Morten banks If I hope I've gotten the pronunciation correct, yeah. um, who is the new CTO at Safaricom with over 26 years experience in various roles. He heads the newly created Technology and Information Organisation and joined um, Safaricom from Maxis Malaysia, where he was responsible for development of the telecommunication, of, of the IT and telecom infrastructure. Um, before that, he was at TDC in Denmark. Um, he's a Danish citizen and holds a master's in economics and math from Arho University. Um, I believe that's the pronunciation. Arhas University. Um, uh, welcome to the podcast, Martin. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so, just to get us started, um, can you give us a brief uh, personal, professional background? How, who is Martin, and how did you end up at Safaricom?
1: <laughs> yeah, you 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 talked about some of it. Uh, yeah. I've been in the telecom industry uh, my my whole career, and yeah. started out on the on the sort of on the product side, selling to companies like uh, Safaricom, and yeah. spent some years there and found out I, w- I wasn't that good at selling and I, I wasn't that interested in deep R&D, yeah. but I, I, I like the field where you take technology and see what, how can you use that uh, for your customers. And yeah. uh, so I ended up on the operator side and yeah. went from Denmark to Malaysia and now got a chance to work for Safaricom.
0: Yeah. And how are you finding Kenya so far?
1: Oh yeah, it's a uh, wonderful. Uh, of of course, it's not the best time to to join any any country during uh, COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, as much as you do get out, you know, uh, just mean the very friendly people everywhere I go. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and we talk a lot about uh Safaricom. Uh, you hear the word family a lot, yeah. and uh, I feel I'm part of the family now.
0: Okay. Oh. Um, and reading through your bio, it's clear you've been a champion of digital transformation. Um, what opportunities have you seen it unlock? Um, and what opportunities do you see for transformation in Kenya?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, many of us, we have, we, have, we have experienced that over the, uh, especially the last uh, de- decade, uh, yeah. how it has impacted our our own lives. And uh, of course, especially during COVID now, how the digital infrastructure makes, makes us continue to work as a, as a company mm-hmm. uh, I have my family still in Malaysia so just a simple fact I can do a whatsapp video call with them every day uh, you know makes all the difference mm-hmm. <laughs> to me
0: yeah.
1: but of course also if you look at it in a in a, a Kenya perspective um, uh not everyone has access to the internet yeah. so of course that there's a uh, there's a lot of work to do and i mean one thing that we've been working on we, we rolled out our 40 network to yeah. to 94 of the population okay. and now there's a uh, different initiatives to try also to to help making uh our smartphones more affordable affordable in in the country so more, yeah. more people could get access and yeah. and i think on on the more on the enterprise side uh uh First of all, we try to use our technology ourselves, yeah. uh, yeah. but we're also a big company. Yeah. So when we talk about these new things about uh, cloud computing and uh, analytics and so on, yeah. it's uh, it's not not every company has the size to to uh, to use that kind of uh, technology. And yeah. where do you start? There's so much yeah. to to do and choose from. So that's of course one of the reasons that uh, yeah. Safaricom now has set up the new vision of being a purpose led technology company is yeah. actually. How can we try to take this technology and and uh, and uh, make it more accessible for more enterprises also?
0: Yeah. Um, and then the next question is just a quick run through Safaricom's major IT businesses because you're in quite a number of spaces, like you're in data centers, cloud, connectivity, managed yeah. services. Um, so if you can just dive into why you're in each of these spaces.
1: Yeah, as as I say, (laughs) one thing is actually we have we have we have experience with a lot of these technologies uh, ourselves. If you look uh, internally in the technology department, we are running uh, several cloud environments. Uh, We are we are into uh, analytics. Of course, we use connectivity ourselves between all our offices and 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 so on. So uh, of course that's it's a natural thing for us to say yeah. how can we bring uh, that technologies uh, to companies beyond just the pure connectivity that yeah. we, we more traditionally uh, have been doing.
0: Yeah. And yeah so you earlier mentioned that Safaricom is shifting from a telco to what's been called a purpose-led technology company. Mm. Um, for many people in the market like they can't make sense of what exactly this means. Yeah. Uh, so what does this mean and how will this be executed?
1: Yeah so if sort of Look more historically of uh, the offering uh, for, for for a telco company. It has been you know connecting people by voice calls. It's mm-hmm. been connecting people to the internet, and it's been connecting enterprises from branch office to headquarters. So it's yeah. sort of been the core of the business uh, that, that connectivity. Yeah. Part of the business, yeah. uh, uh, like ourselves, is that there's these new technology trends that you yeah. can take advantage of yeah. a, a, as a company. Yeah. And our ambition is how can we, we we take this technology and sort of make it accessible and help companies uh, uh, around the, the country. Yeah. When we talk about, as we have talked about, the uh, cloud computing, uh, we talk about uh, the data. Uh, uh, and uh, so that's sort of from, an, you can say, from an enterprise, uh, but um, also other technologies that we, we are we we are using. If we look at our how we launched our new sort of a content platform, mm-hmm. we're using technology to take local artists, mm-hmm. uh, other music of. Uh, uh, you know, video producers and give, use technology to give a platform where they can reach a broader audience in, yeah. in the country. So so it's about changing life, it's our purpose, and it's about using technology to, to do that uh, in the country.
0: Okay, so if I can sort of sum it up, you view your technology services as a way to catalyze um, business other people, the small and medium-sized businesses in the country.
1: Yeah, businesses and Mm. uh, also individuals. And I think also Impesa has been a a long-standing example of of how technology has been used to to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what's your long-term vision for the technology services? Like just if you could speak broadly about that.
1: If you take all these new things that's coming now, Mm. uh, and IoT and big data and cloud and all the other things, how, how do you... how If you're a medium-sized company, you know, as I said, where where do you start? It's it's a complex world, and you add security and all the other things, you know. So the vision is, I think, we can take and uh, make these uh, technologies accessible for the customers without them understanding all the technologies. But they have certain problems and certain things they want to achieve as a, a company, yeah. and we can help take that technology complexity yeah. out of their, their, their decision and world and how yeah. they solve all the problems. I think that that's what uh, we're trying to achieve here, on, especially on the on the enterprise side.
0: Yeah, and Safaricom has a varied cloud strategy. Um, like I've known about, um, you know, the various um, mm. products that you've used. You are one of the first sort of cloud providers in this mm. region. Mm. Um, so you're working with hyperscalers, SaaS providers, you've got your own private cloud, you've got, you know, the cloud that you offer to your clients. Mm-hmm. How do you cohesively use all these technologies?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, but I think there's different needs for different things. Yeah. So those are, the, I think, the three broad co- uh, concepts here. Uh, we use the... the The hyperscalers, mainly for our own development, because there is enormous innovation on the hyperscalers. The amount of tools and things you can do, how much you can automate when you do software development. So that's sort of uh, one area. Then we have some, as a telco, we have some big core system, like our pesa system and our billing system, where we have sort of hundreds of millions of transactions, uh, you know, uh, records going through every day. You know, there you want sort of the... Uh, sort of the cloud technologies to be able to scale it, but that we keep in house. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, the third element is sort of when we talk about software as a service, as yeah. also in the cloud. You know, some you can you can run your Microsoft and and so on on yeah. the cloud there. And that's where you buy software, and that's uh, that's where. So I think it's 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 different. It serves different needs, but there's no doubt about it that uh, that's sort of the. The, their own development and using hyperscalers, that technology is, uh, is, uh, is becoming so easy today for companies to yeah. do a lot of the development in-house. And the idea of you always have to go in and buy very expensive uh, software products, I think that that's certainly a trend that we're trying to take advantage of and do much more internal development. Okay.
0: Well, um and and so how does your system integration look? Because these are very <laughs> 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 if you can if you can um dive into that just as a general overview, because yeah. these are very disparate systems. And yeah. somehow they all work in concert. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, and of of course, um uh, as, as you say, we go to a technology company, we also get more technologies in, internally to, okay. to support our customers. So, yeah. so that, uh, that, that's, uh, that's a good question. But of course, what, what we're trying to do, if we, if we look at the, sort of the old world of being a telecommunication company, we're sort of very centralized around a call center and uh, sort of a billing system where... Yeah configure different products yeah. and uh, so now the world is much bigger and much more uh, complex so, okay. so what we are, we are doing we are trying to sort of separate sort of the old core systems yeah. and uh, uh, architecture uh, uh, you know make them independent you can do a lot of things on, on top of these uh, things so our own development so we have in sort of own build integration layers that ensure that you can you can innovate in new areas yeah about from a product perspective but you still have the customer yeah. that wants to see one safari com and not 10 yeah. different safari comps yeah. and and that's where you still have to, to have a common integration back to your sort of customer management system yeah. and your billing system and so on but we, yeah. we're trying to sort of separate it so we can be agile in our new businesses and not yeah. uh, not everything has to go to uh, some older systems
0: okay Um, And the next question is about 5G. So, Mm -hmm. Safaricom is the first player to roll out 5G in Kenya. And the obvious thing to most people is that 5G brings about speed increases, and that's what most people see. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, there's a shift in architecture when you speak Mm -hmm. about 5G. Um, And now, generally, is Safaricom going to virtualize its radio access network? And Mm -hmm. what opportunities does Safaricom see for 5G in general, especially given the architecture shifts that um, are inherent within the new platform?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a general ten, a trend of, when we talk about virtualization, it's, it's sort of, as we started many years ago in, in the IT, but it's sort of mo- moving into the other part of the business as being in telecommunication, you say, and radio. When we talk about radio, it's, it's when we look, it's the towers we, yeah. we see around the, around the. the, the there's been very purpose-built uh, from us. That was just sort of the technology and the price performance you were looking for. But that is going in the same di- direction as, as you're mentioning, that uh, it's going to be more, it's going to be used the same kind of technologies as we've seen in the uh, IT industry. And I, I think uh, there's that's no doubt the, the whole world is going there. That's a very specific thing about the telecom is there's actually very few providers yeah. that's doing this. So I think globally the industry is more happy to open up this world and create more competition, and, yeah. uh, which means you have, you have more choices going forward, so uh, uh, we are, we are, it's still in the very early days, but uh, it's moving relatively fast, and I, I'm sure we will see it uh, in, in, in most companies over the next few years.
0: Okay. Um, so we'll take a quick break forward from our sponsors. What happens when we welcome change? We can make emergency medicine possible at 40,000 feet. Instead of burning our past for power, we can harness the energy of the tiny electron. We can create new ways to connect rethinking how we communicate to be more inclusive than ever. With app, cloud, and anywhere workspace solutions, VMware helps companies navigate change faster. VMware, welcome change. Um, so welcome back to the Peer Infrastructure Podcast. Today we're interviewing Morten Banks-Gard, Banks who's the CTO at Safaricom. So, you know, Safaricom has evolved from being like a telco, as you said, to a tech firm with varied interests. you invoice data centers, um, and you know, so part of this question you've already answered. Mm. But like, what does the evolution of your technology stack look like? Like you mentioned, you you, you mentioned earlier that you've got these old um, sort of monolithic systems. Um, I think if you think about like a telco has all these disparate systems. How does that look like on a daily basis, and how is it evolving, and where do you see it heading?
1: Yeah, there's sort of some principles around it, I think, as I mentioned. Uh, from an architectural perspective, we, we, we are doing much more ourselves. Yeah. We, are, we are actually hiring a lot of software developers. Okay. So, uh, and again, it's, it's linked to the innovation that happens on the, on the cloud over yeah. the last, uh, uh, I would say, five to ten years that makes things possible that wasn't uh, done before. And it gives a different agility to, to how we operate. And and actually, we are on a sort of a bigger journey uh, in the company where we have used different uh, agile uh, methodologies in, from a software development perspective. But we're yeah. actually, actually right now in the middle of taking that to the, the whole company. Yeah. So uh, so it's not only linked to the software development. So that's another way how we, how we look at the things coming from IT and now we're sort of uh, organizing ourselves about... Uh, these concepts like squats and tribes yeah. and yeah. Uh, agilities. So. Yeah.
0: so basically, Safaricom will be running as a software
1: farm, f- in a way. Yeah, there's mo- more to it, I would say. But yeah. uh, I would say in- in- increasingly, uh, we see ourselves... Uh, a big part of our technology organization will be software development, much more than it used to be. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, what other changes do you envision for the, for Safari Com to be relatively future proofed um, just on your technology stack
1: yeah I think I think, uh, I think uh, what I mentioned here that we talk, start, we're taking these concepts uh, that came from software development and actually spreading to the whole company yeah. so so this is about uh, uh, being uh, adaptive to whatever changes so we, we form uh, groups of people that mm-hmm. work in Three months with a certain objective, but then yeah. we can actually make changes on a three-month basis to our yeah. structures and uh, our groups and so on. So, sort of having an organizational agility, I think that's an important part of okay. uh, being uh, in uh, being future-proof. Yeah. I think uh, that we we do more software development ourselves. I think yeah. is a, a very important part of yeah. that. Uh, uh, this. Uh, so that's some some of the the things that we are working on right now that uh, hopefully made us adaptable. But I think uh, the center of everything we actually try to do, and we we uh, as part of our uh, our of culture and how we want to talk about things, we we call it customer obsession in uh, in Safaricom. It's actually being it starts being being able to be relevant It's a to starts being relevant to our customers, yeah. and, and that we always try to measure. Everything from uh, in our dialogues, we talk about our customers. And the whole idea of taking these concepts from uh, software development to wider uh, company is that 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 typically th- what you do is always defined in how do I improve a customer's experience, for example, how yeah. do I launch something that's relevant to the customer? So yeah. so in our language and our process we we try to to talk about the customer and everything we do and I think that's probably the the most important thing to to be be ready for the future.
0: Okay, so if I hear you correctly, the biggest changes are cultural um, customer obsession and just the way the organization is structured.
1: Yeah, I think that's two two important things here. Yeah. But as uh, coming from technology, I, I do think that uh, that uh, if you have the right technology, it brings agility the whole uh, to, to the whole uh, organization too. Okay.
0: Yeah. okay. Um, the next question is: How does Safaricom navigate the local data protection regulations? Um, and just linked to that, how does this affect your choice of technology?
1: Yeah, I think there's been a shift. Uh, uh, not particularly in tobacco, but I think globally the last 10 years where mm-hmm. uh, companies, has, many in a very painful way, come to the realization that we, we're living in a, a new type of world with a new type of risk that... Uh, that didn't exist ten or fifteen years ago, and of course I'm talking about all the the cybersecurity risk. That's on one hand, and then mm. of course also more as more people uh, use uh, smartphones for very personal things. Uh, you know, people are all we all more aware about uh, what they, how data and our our things are being being shared here. Yeah. So I think the, what has happened now is uh, where these things used to be. Uh, you know, things you did maybe a little bit as an afterthought when you were designing product and processes and whatever else you were doing. Yeah. This is very much at the forefront on, on everything. So you, so you you would never go to uh, do something new without having understood, do we comply to the data privacy law, have yeah. we secured uh, everything well? So I think that's the shift we probably seen the last, uh, at least, especially last five years, uh, I would say that these things are sort of, Round zero, this is four. You have yeah. This is sort of minimum. You don't do
0: anything without these uh, considerations. Yeah. Okay. So they've basically just been baked into every decision okay. being made going forward. Um, and the next question is, what opportunities locally should tech firms target that, say, Safaricom may not be in a position to target? Yeah, what opportunities are there?
1: Yeah, maybe answer for a little bit different perspective. Because also, if I look at Safaricom, uh, uh, and if you ambition as we have to be a tech co- company yeah. uh, and pro- uh, providing more complex solutions uh, yeah. with our customers this is not something you can do alone yeah. you you will have to work with a, a lot of partners in doing that we are already doing that of course we have partners uh, when we go and you know and install a fiber we have partners when we we source a new iot device and we have many many partners especially on the technology side. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for many companies that might not have the scale to do what we are doing, but are, are strong in a in a niche area yeah. to 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 work with us because we, we we will increasingly have to partner when we we deliver the services as as our portfolio grows and the complexity grows. Yeah. It will increasingly be together with partners, and and I think actually, especially in the enterprise side, it will increasingly be together with. Uh, the customer a partner mm. uh, uh, because uh, you have a problem, but no, there's not one party that actually knows how to solve it. So you, you have to work with the customer who knows the problem, with us, that can bring some knowledge, we, and some of our technology partners, and together we actually come up with, with something. So I think that whole uh, partner ecosystem is is going to be looking very different. And and I also mentioned even on, on for example, the content platform, yeah. we partner with, uh, with uh, content creators in, yeah. in Malaysia. So... So that's, uh, it just, I mean, this is something I think we're also working on and, and becoming better at. So I hope there will be a lot of opportunities for some companies also yeah. in Kenya to w- to work with SafariCom and doing some of this.
0: Um, as basically the CIO of the largest um, tech firm in this region and being responsible for some of the most mission-critical apps, um, I mean, if M-Pesa goes down, generally let the people read the Riot Act on SafariCom mm. online. And... Um, what advice do you have for up and coming CIOs? Because you're sort of like at the top of the game, at least in Kenya. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. Yeah, I said uh, don't take the job if you're afraid of losing your hair or getting gray hair. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. I, I think uh, any, any company uh, has to think about how they make technology part of how they operate. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's how you sell, it's how you go to market, which a lot of things are, is on digital uh, platforms now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh, how you do your supply. How, I mean, it's it's sort of ingrained in almost every, every everything we do. Yeah. And of course, as a as a CIO, if you then run that technology part, I think. I would say my advice is enjoy it. It's yeah. a it's a fantastic opportunity. You you you're you're, you're, re, you're part of a great opportunity to use technology to to improve a company. Yeah. But I, I would also say that uh, it, it's not the CIO's role yeah. uh, because uh, it 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 I would say it, it's every person in a company has to has to have a curiosity for technology and how can I use technology in my part of the company, what I'm responsible for. It doesn't mean that you have to understand how the technology works, but you need to understand... uh, uh, you know how? What? What's the best practice? What are how are other people using technology for what I do? If you for us, if you run the call center, if you run uh, some sales organization, if you run even our fiber installation, how can we use technology in the company to give the customers a, a better experience? Here? So it's not only the the CEO's role. I think it's the whole company's role. <laughs> okay.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Pure Infrastructure Podcast. Um, we will be having episodes every fortnight
1: digital transformation that drives
0: community transformation. Imagine that.